welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corcor Foundation for Mental Health. I'm Terry, the creator and co-host of this podcast. I've lived with depression most of my life, and I know how easy it can be to feel all alone in the experience. I'm not alone, and you aren't either. And I'm Dr. Anita Sands, a licensed clinical psychologist and life coach with a number of my own diagnoses, all of which bring a certain amount of anxiety and depression along with them. There is great power in shared experiences. We share our own as we engage in intimate and candid conversations with our weekly guests, exploring different perspectives on and experiences with depression. We keep it real because depression is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. Hello, Anita. Hi, Terry. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to share some good news. This podcast was just named the number one depression podcast by Feedspot from thousands considered based on traffic, social media followers, and freshness. Not quite (laughs) sure what freshness means, but we'll take it. Fresh. Freshness. That's right. We thank you for listening and encourage you to share it with your networks so more people can experience the benefits of hearing our guests' weekly stories. If you listened to Giving Voice to Depression during the holidays, you heard Charlotte's story when in the middle of a movie moment, she stopped to write a note to her younger, teenage, suicidal self, telling her the fight was worth it. Today's guest has a similar message. Cara Mackerlene lives in Belfast in Northern Ireland. This interview is just a perfect example of the wisdom of lived experience. We can talk to people who are highly educated about depression, but we can also talk to someone who lives with it. And there is something different about the inside perspective. And Kara shares freely both about her own experience with the darkness and the lessons that she has learned as a result. Here now is Kara giving her voice to depression. Well, let me start right where I, the reason I wanted to talk to you, because when you wrote the raw happiness that I feel after darkness reminds me why I hold on each and every time. And that's just a story we don't hear often enough. I mean, you know, we never want to sugarcoat things or fairy tale it or tie things up in a neat little bow and say like, and then we're happy forever, because that just isn't the way it works. But we do come out of the darkness a lot. We do. and, And I just would love to hear about that experience for you. Yeah, the happiness after the darkness is like more euphoric each time. And my emotions are more like, I don't, it's not very flat line. Like I don't just experience a bit of sadness and a wee bit of happiness. I experience like debilitating sadness, but then also like really amazing happiness and happiness on a really heightened level where it's, it is euphoric. And I feel very grateful for, for the happiness each time because I know what the opposite feels like. And whenever you are experiencing darkness, you don't think you're ever going to feel the happiness again. Yes. So then it's almost like the shock of it as well. It's like, oh, I actually, I thought I wasn't going to experience this again. So that's where the gratitude comes from it. And and I think so many people think that depression is always that deep sadness you described. And for many of us, 
you know, it is a nothingness Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. It's just, meh, you know, nothing. You know, you know you're supposed to feel really happy because you're in Mm -hmm. a situation that sort of suggests it should be happy. Or you know you should feel sad, you know, but you just kind of feel nothing. Yeah, I've I've definitely, yeah, sort of like that numbness. I have have experienced that before, but for me it is almost just that real sadness and like like you can almost feel it in your stomach and your surroundings are almost like tinted as gray like nothing is nothing is good in life you know and um you're not excited for the future because you don't think the future is going to be good you're not excited for the next day your alarm goes off in the morning and you just don't want you just that is the worst sound ever you just don't want to wake up you know While Kara experiences sadness, she's clear that depression as an illness or disorder is so much more than any single symptom. You know, it can really impact everything in our lives. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, it is an illness, just just like, you know, we have physical illnesses, we have mental illnesses, and one of those mental illnesses is depression, you know. Kara has been dealing with depression since her teens, Though, as is true for many of us, it wasn't named or diagnosed until years later. Um, it's a very rough time. And I realized that they were issues that were impacting my life. But at 16, you didn't really think they were impacting because to you, it was just the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, in and out, you know, until maybe my early 20s, I just remember just feeling really, really sad. But because I was young... I didn't really know much about it and I thought everybody felt like this and um, just I just didn't really care a lot. I didn't really have a lot of hope for the future and I just sort of plodded along every day and as I said, I just thought that was the norm. I thought that's how we lived, really. Um, and since nobody talks about it, we don't know. Exactly, yeah. And I didn't really grow up with a lot of happiness around me either, if you understand. I do. You know, I, I grew up with mental illness and very close to me hence why I just thought this was the norm um yeah there were times where I just didn't want to be here in general and you know yeah that that thought was there for for quite some time where I did try and take action Mm. um a couple of times um and I think that's why we need to really talk why depression is an an illness um that can lead us to just thinking that that life is not worth living. Kara says fast forward to just last year when she did what she calls the best thing she could have ever done for her mental health. I've been to therapy, but this was the sort of the first time in therapy that I talked about what I needed to talk about. Um, But due to that, it almost (laughs) made me feel worse in a sense. But I, ha- I had to do this and I have to do this. I need to p- process these things and become aware that that wasn't the norm. And I did go through, you know, trauma. And it was the first time where we sort of validated that um, the word trauma. And I was sort of saying it's not trauma, but <laughs> but yeah, you know, there was traumatic events that, that did impact. Um, it was quite a quite a difficult year. I've actually used the metaphor of when like you decide to clean out a drawer you know, you got to take all this stuff out and you make a bigger mess before you can put it back. Yeah. It, you know, with Brilliant. therapy, sometimes you, when you have to unpack 
what you didn't even apparently identify as traumatic, it's going to be a mess until it's not. Um, so I do get it. And I've done wow. it. Uh, I'm yeah. doing it. Of course, it's not wow. a, a thing that you, you mm-hmm. know, finish. So tell me the, the benefit yeah. of having your experiences named, labeled as traumatic, how that has played out in your mental health journey. Yeah, so for one, it it validated it for me and it almost made me say to myself, wait, I didn't, I actually didn't deserve that, if you understand. Um, so it was the validation of it because in a sense I was sort of underplaying it mm-hmm. and minimizing it. But I think someone saying to me that, no, that, you know, that is trauma. It was difficult to accept, but I think I feel better knowing that, you know, that it was traumatic. And there's a sense of sort of like right now in therapy, we're we're sort of paying almost in a sense, paying gratitude to my difficulties because of how it's made me grow into who I am today. And it's so cliche that you have to, you know, you grow through what you go through, but you actually really, really, really do. And, you know, it was so, so difficult. Um, But I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. And of course, that doesn't mean we liked it or would wish it. You know, there are all kinds of ways that people grow without trauma. Absolutely. But we can grow through it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. Therapy is just, it has really... Being one of the one of the things that has saved me throughout the darkness, one hundred percent. May I ask what had you say? You know what I need to get back into it. I'm assuming, like the rest of us, you go in and out of therapy. Um, of but that, was there something that made you say, "I need, I need some help"? Yeah. So it was um, July 2021 that I remember just having a really, really, really dark night. I was sort of driving. <laughs> And I just remember sobbing my eyes out. And as I said before, everything felt dark. And the feeling of hopelessness was was actually really quite scary. And I was just, you know, this is what my life is going to be like forever. As I said, I felt very hopeless, out of control with my emotions. You know, that cry was just sobbing. And it was like almost like years of just hurt. Yeah. Um, But... I just researched on on Google, you know, counsellors near me. And um, I just emailed, emailed a counsellor. I didn't really think too much into it. As I said, that feeling of hopelessness was just there. I was saying to myself, oh, I don't even care almost. Something within me obviously did. And something within me was saying, no, you don't deserve this, Cara. You need someone to to guide you through this. It's too difficult to go through it alone. So (laughs) I don't know how I drafted an email in that. (laughs) <laughs> and how I was feeling, but I did. And the next day, then the uh, the counsellor, he then reached out to me. And then I had my first session. Wow. And when I tell you, I just spewed. It was almost like everything I had to talk about just came out so clearly. And I was so proud of myself that session. Yay. It was, this is what I'm struggling with. I can't do it anymore. I need, you know, dun, dun, dun. I knew how I was feeling. And at the end of the session, Martin was just saying to me, you know, you're on to something amazing here. So it was the wee bit of light that I needed in a very, very, very dark time. So, yeah. Good for you. 
good for, that is hard. Yeah. It is hard to reach out for help. It is hard to think mm. you deserve it. It's hard to come up with the energy. Mm. And I love that you didn't turn it into a great big project because that lessens the likelihood we'll go through with it. You, no. you literally just Googled counselors nearby you and, and emailed one of them. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thank you. Was that a low point? Is that a, a word I can use to describe what made you do that? A low point, but but not the lowest. Yeah. Um, so that was 2021. Um, the lowest was probably 2022. So it just shows you that while in therapy, you know, I did still have those low points, lowest, highest high points. But therapy definitely guided me through those really, really, really low points. Kara shares a short story to illustrate those fluctuations. A reminder that Martin is her therapist. You know, one week I, I went in and I was feeling great. And I was saying to Martin, gosh, I haven't felt so great in, in quite some time. And I was feeling feeling really good. And then the next, the next session then, I just bawled my eyes out. <laughs> so it just shows sort of the bumpiness of it and paying gratitude to the happiness. But also knowing that in the really dark times that you felt happiness the week before. And it's not impossible to get back to that, if that makes sense. It does. I think of a visual that comes to mind is you see what people think recovery looks like. And here's the the problem and here's the recovery from it. And there's that lovely straight line between the two. And then what it really looks like. And it's, you know, just this tangled ball of yarn with ups and downs and backs and forths. And, you know, it is not a straight path. I know. Oh, of course you do. You're living it. If only. (laughs) If only, indeed. I know. Um, Let's talk more about the light because... All of us who know the darkness know the darkness, you know. And mm-hmm. as you said, when you're in it, you never think you'll get out. Sometimes when you're out, you don't expect to go back in either. But mostly Very it's true. that like, oh, you never think you'll get out. So let's talk about those. I call them flashes. You know, like yesterday mm-hmm. I had one, you know, I was walking through the house and I was like, oh, I'm so blessed. And I thought, blessed? That's not a word that goes through my head real often because I kind of well, am negative yeah. in general, um, <laughs> even when I'm not depressed. And and I, I consider those just little flashes of light, flashes of hope. Wow. What do you experience when you say, what word did you use? Um, the snippets of happiness, the light that starts to come mm. in through the cracks. Yeah. I think I actually really relate to you whenever you say they're sort of just like almost flashes, whether it be you see two people hug on the street and that just gives you a wee bit of hope that love is possible or you're sitting drinking a coffee and all you're kind of thinking about is the actual coffee and nothing else and you say to yourself I was actually content there for 10 seconds I never thought I would actually be able to just enjoy coffee and not think about anything else so yeah it is just those wee those wee snippets you know I don't take happiness for granted at all (laughs) And Kara doesn't just not take the good snippets for granted. She makes a very intentional effort to document them as proof of their possibility for when she needs that reminder. Like my happy days, I make sure to journal about it because I think we, we tend to journal whenever we're, whenever we're in darkness, which is great. Yes. But let's also journal whenever we're feeling good because then it'll remind us that 
it's possible. Or perhaps take pictures of something that made you happy. I always take pictures of coffee, um, of my dog. Take pictures and remind yourself of the good times. I've been there where everybody told me this. Everybody told me, Cara, you know, this is going to get better. And I almost rolled my eyes at them. And I was like, you don't know that. How do you know? But but it does. <laughs> I'm telling you that now, you know, it, it, it really, really does. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know, you know, I don't know when, but it, it, it really, really does. And that's the power of peer support, right? A reassurance like that, a message of hope from somebody who's been hopeless, just carries a different weight. I think I just want to let people know that, like, no matter how dark it gets, and I keep using that word dark because that's the only way I can describe it. Like, everything is black and everything is grey and everything is really, really dark. Like, no matter how dark it does get, like, please just hold on. I always say hold on. You don't have, you know, whenever we say hold on, we think about years and years. I can't live like this for years and years and years. And thinking of, you know, but like hold on, whether it be until tomorrow. Okay. And then perhaps tomorrow you set yourself a goal. You know, you may, if you can't get out of bed, maybe just sit up. Maybe just sit up, you know, don't have to get out of bed. Maybe just sit up. That'll give you a tiniest wee bit of accomplishment. The next day, perhaps, get out of bed, brush your teeth, whatever it may be. But take it so, so very slowly. Don't overwhelm yourself that, you know, don't think too far into an advance because you'll just think, but I can't live like this for years. Just say, okay, so I'm just going to hold on until tomorrow. Set yourself a goal for that day and then hold on for the next day and the next and the next day. Because then what will happen is you'll actually look back and you'll actually maybe have held on for a month and a month and a month and slowly you will throughout those months you will get little snippets off as you say Terry flashes of light that'll make you hold on until the next day and the next day don't believe everything that your depression tells you like please don't believe it and yeah you're you are a human being and um like you deserve you deserve to live and you deserve to live a happy life Terry, I think Cara is just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she just kind of keeps reiterating is what I think is also the most important thing to hold on in dark moments, whether that's from depression or pain or illness or whatever it is. And it's not forecasting that you're just going to have more and more of the same in the future. Mm-hmm. And Force yourself as hard as it is, because who wants to stay in the present moment when the present moment is awful, but we can handle the present moment. It's really hard if you forecast misery out into the rest of your life to think that you can keep hanging in there with that. So I just think of it. I know you're going to you're going to relate. You just had a cold. But, you know, when we have a cold or we have a flu. You know, there's really not much we can do except wait it out and try to make ourselves as comfortable, you know, as possible. Get your favorite tea, get your favorite 
you know, movie, get, get your favorite robe or your, or your blanket and, and just wait it out and know that as miserable as you're feeling now, you're going to get better. And I kind of feel like this is, this is what works is just, you wait it out. And I like that one of the examples that Cara gave when she saw someone, a couple kiss, it'd be very easy in depression to think, oh, they have what I will never have, um, what I don't deserve, as opposed mm-hmm. to the way she interpreted it, which was as proof that there is love in the world. And so some mm-hmm. of it is in our control. You know, I used to really bristle when people would suggest when I was in my depression to, um, in a depression, it's not like I've only had one, but, you know, to, to think better thoughts, you know, to be more optimistic, to, you know, and you just want to move um, But there is something to it. And in the times we can, if we can look at it, as you say, as not a permanent state, like I will mm-hmm. always, but it, it's what you think. But, you mm-hmm. know, if, if any little bits of light can get, you know, in that helps oh so much. Right, right. And you, and it, you, you just brought up a really important thing, you know, that, that incident where she saw the, the couple kissing. I think depression will want to sneak in and tell you that that's not for you. You don't deserve mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I think to, when you see things that are out of your reach in the moment, but to say, this is possible for me too, or I deserve this as well. And, mm. and just kind of speak back to that voice that would just say, you don't have it now. You're never going to have it and and say, no, it's possible. It's possible for me too in the future. I like the I deserve it better. I think I would be mm-hmm. more able to say that to myself than, oh, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yes, I think that, that to say like, I do deserve that, you know, that, that yeah. would be a bit of a balm. Because one of the things I've learned from our guests is, you know, you we as humans, not even just humans with depression, tend to find what we're looking for. So if we look for reasons and ways that you know our value in the world is affirmed we can usually find something um and if we look for ways that we are have been discarded and discounted and you know we have been made to feel worthless oh we will find those too mm-hmm. so i like yeah, yeah I, she reminded me of a lot that i need to keep turning you know that that spotlight out of what it's on now that might be kind of bad and and mm-hmm. to just sort of give it a little nudge in the direction of hope or you know the possibility of a better future yes yeah she she ended the interview by saying that you deserve to yeah. live and you deserve to live a happy life yeah just true yeah i really absolutely so our next episode, we are already working on, and it is with a woman named Gina, who is an author. And we've all had depression take things from us and make and made us miss out on various things uh, over the holidays. It may have been enjoying them or or being able to even show up physically. But for her, she had written a book about her mental health journey and recovery and, and management and couldn't do the book launch because her depression and anxiety came back in such a strong way. And we reached out to Gina to hear her story. So that's what we'll be doing next week. And we found a poem. Um, I might wreck this name here, but Anamchara Books put this up at the end of the year, and, and it seemed like a nice way to end today's episode. The old year is worn and tired. Time now to kiss it goodbye. Take with you its wisdom, the authority and the power of all you have learned. Remember the past year with love but let go of its despair. Live the year that lies ahead with fresh energy and hope. 
Be strong. Have courage. It is time now for something new. And that last line, I was like, oh, it is, it is. It's time for mm. something new. It is. <laughs> I love that. We hope that the new year is starting out well for you, and we'll be back with you next week. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen. Listen.